This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Peter Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is back on this Friday, January, what is that, 18th? 19th. 19th. Uh, 2024. And uh, I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. Though, later in the show, we're going to talk to the real, all due respect to myself, forever 24-7 champion, Ron R-Truth Killings. When I when I say listen, I'm not saying we got more emails about Jimmy Hart than any interview in a very long time. We may get more emails about how great Archer is. He is you are going to love this conversation. Plus, he goes into some details about what was happening while he was off TV in his life that are just it's just insane. Um, it's incredibly riveting, kind of scary. And then also, of course, it's our truth, so it's funny and great. And that is coming up. But before we get to our truth. We have forever uh, uh, 35 under 35, Brian Dipperstein. Hi there. Hi there. Happy Friday. Hey, hey, hey happy Friday. Uh, hi. Hi, 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 Really big day. Really big day in the Rosenberg household today. Really big day. Um, tonight, after moving entirely too quickly over the last uh, month or six weeks, uh, Natalie and I, for her first time ever and for my first repeat ever, will be watching the Six Feet Under finale. Oh, oh my God. How many, how many Kleenex boxes do you have available in the home? Go oh, into I, that, I little, t- that little closet in between the bathroom and the, and the bedroom and look through and make sure that you have enough no, I, I think situations. Since you've last been here, I think since you've last been here, we got like a, we got like a matching foofy, stupid, Jonathan Adler bathroom thing that holds like the soap and the toothbrushes and the tissue box. So we have a tissue box available, like a nice looking tissue box. Let me tell you what you were missing in that house. Well, foofy Jonathan Adler tissue box. I know. Well, guess what? It's there. That Um, place is, is foof central. That store. Oh, it's, it's great. We, we go in, we, we we go there quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. We have fun there. Um, I, I, (laughs) I just want to say, I'm not going to give anything away as I watch the snowflakes coming down here in New York city. I'm not going to give anything away to anyone who may have not watched this incredible series. But, Dip, I don't know when you last completed it. I hadn't watched the show in 15 years. Me neither. So you, you remember it the way I remembered it, which is incredibly fondly with general memory of the big things. And then you yeah. watch it and you go, no idea what's happening. <laughs> Like, like things happen. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I, I can't if believe I, that just happened. If I were to watch it now, again, I would no, not remember anything except the finale. 
because it is it is one of the greatest finales and most clever, most cleverly executed pieces of work in the history of television. Yeah, I was I was looking that up because I've always said it, you know, and and then I you said it when I met you, and then you know Don Lagreca says it, and other people I know say, oh, the greatest finale ever. But I was looking up; there are many like articles about television that rank it as the greatest finale ever in television. Um, it's a it's a lofty bar to to put there, but it is amazing. Um, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, so that's going to be a big deal in the house. There'll be a lot of crying. There's been a lot of crying all week. I don't know if you, you don't remember this dip. The final like season is just, it's been years, it, but yeah. so yeah, the, the big tragedies start to come in like season four. So season four and season five are both very heavy. Um, but oh, it's, yeah. I, there's I know many feet under these people. Oh uh, no! They're they're, they're they're going they're, under. They're digging and digging, and you know what's amazing? Let me just say this: Who? What's the most famous name from that show? Considering how beloved a show it is, I guess Peter Krause. I would say, you know, of the regulars. Show. Yes, I mean they have guest spots from um, Ed Begley Jr. Like he's no. in it a little bit. He's one of the great Begley Juniors of our time. Not, well, I'm, I, can I tell you the truth? This is going to be a surprise to you. I'm a big fan of Begley Sr. <laughs> big fan. We should have the um, Begleys on the podcast. Yeah, no, we should do an all Begley, an all Begley show. Um, welcome aboard, everyone. Uh, Dipperstein is back. I don't know if he has any hot takes this week. Uh, the big conversation that SGG and I had the other day that you obviously didn't hear because you weren't on it was about where the judgment day is interestingly enough, because we'll have our truth on the show today and my suggestion. And there's been some pushback in the discord. People see it different ways. Uh, and on Twitter that I'm a little concerned about the judgment day, even though I love the, our truth stuff. And now it looks like we'll get Rhea and Becky. Everyone else is kind of not like, I guess my biggest concern is Dominic. My biggest concern is what are we doing right now with Dominic Mysterio? Hmm. I don't have the answers. I'm sort of thinking before I'm speaking. All right. On that's this. A good, by the way, I recommend it. Uh, Go ahead. Take your time. I don't have like a real cogent opinion on the judgment day right now, maybe because they feel a little less significant than they did six months ago. Which is however, however, they have managed to get each of them off. I would say four, the four main members individually over and Finn Balor sort of doing the best work he's ever done in the ring. Currently, I would say, arguably you have Damian priest who, you know, who I I'm not necessarily the biggest believer in, which I've said many times, but you, I can, you know, he, he, he aesthetically looks the best he's looked in a long time. And he's also feeling like he could main event TV every week. In, he's a believable sort of upper card guy. You have Rhea Ripley, who's going to have a gigantic match against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And then you have Dominic, who you can like, who's like an emerging star that you can put in the ring with CM Punk. Individually, it all feels pretty good. Together, it doesn't feel like they have a shared purpose. That's the issue. JD McDonough is never going to be anything. I, I, I'm sorry to say, unless what they if change you, What his, if you spend time with him? What if you spend time with him at WrestleMania and it turns out he's a great guy? Then my opinion will 100% change. <laughs> but, but, but for the purposes of this week's podcast, right. I will tell you, I don't think he's really going to ever be an entity unless he and Dom <clears throat> like win the tag titles or something, which they're never seemingly going to be in the picture. They lost this week um, to DIY, which I, by the way, thought should happen because- a loss to Dom and JD McDonough would have just buried them. However, the R-Truth thing is temporary. It's not going to be, it's not going to, they'll move on from R-Truth at a certain point in the next couple of months. Maybe that runs through WrestleMania. I doubt it. But I just sort of see that as comedy. I don't really think he's like, he's, he's sort of just not, he's not really a factor in the, the end result of what happens with the stable well, but and to me, that's the main thing is that the R Truth thing is incredible. It's what in, it's what entertains me the most each week. But I, I, you also want to sort of parallel have them dealing with something that has consequences. If you're not going to be able to find a way to make the R Truth story consequential, like if that's just going to be what it is, which is straight entertainment, 
Um, but you're right. Individual, they're all in good shape individually. Dominic, though, is I just don't like seeing Dominic tag with JD McDonough and just like lose randomly on Raw. I, I don't love it. I, I'm not trying to be that guy. I don't, I don't like to be that guy of like obsessed with wins and losses. But I just do. We are we're in January. We're a couple of months away. Dom should have a massive spot at WrestleMania. Am I right? I think he will. And uh, it could be against Bad Bunny, like we talked about, because Bad Bunny will have a match at WrestleMania. That's a bad, well, he's a very bad bunny, confirmed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the most evil rabbit of all confirmed. in the animal kingdom. Yeah, not a worse <laughs> rabbit you'll find. I think, I think post-Rumble, you'll sort of see something formulate with Dom, other than the like J.D. McDonough tagging, losing situation. I do. I do. And I think Ray will be back in some capacity and maybe they bring that back or whatever the case may be. You'll, you'll see some sort of Dom storyline evolve. Cause I know, I think they, they believe in him. They just signed him to that big deal. They definitely want him to have a big spot at Mania. I think that will happen for sure. I'm not worried about that. Speaking of our truth, one thing that you guys will hear in the interview that I think is worth some conversation here. Cause I was like, wow, I was asking, I asked him about his goals of like anything out there. He'd like to check off the box still. And we ended up talking about like a world title, all these different things. Dip. He has never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Like it's pretty insane, dude, for the, the level of over that that dude is that he's never had a singles match at WrestleMania. They could easily give him the IC title right now. You know, they could have him and Dom. Do it. He, he, Dom is, is so over as a heel. It's cooled off a little bit, but I mean, you put him right in the, on the mic again in a real way. He's getting the booze like he did a few weeks back. Our truth, the ultimate baby phase. I mean, that is a perfect WrestleMania fun. opener, you know? Fun. And by the way, and then Dominic gets a big win at WrestleMania. You could have Dominic get a big win at WrestleMania. There's so many fun things you could do with that. And I would love the idea of it goes from being really funny to when you get a few weeks out, something happens and our truth gets serious. And I think you'd really see people like rooting yeah. hard to see him get a win. Yeah. But I, no, I mean, no match at WrestleMania ever just kind of like, I was like, wow. Dude, he looks unbelievable. I mean, he's 47 years old, right? 47. I think 49. I mean, wow, that's 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 something that How should be looked up. How old is our truth? He's 52. Our truth is 52. <laughs> he's 52. He's not 49. He's 52. Uh, I mean, it that's crazy. Crazy. He looks he's ageless. He's his body is unbelievable. He's in amazing shape. He could still go. He's still bumping well. I mean, the guy is the guy can go. And he, and he just gets funnier as the years go on. The character went from something. I mean, I'll be honest, the early R truth character, I really used to roll my eyes at, and I'm sure many people listening did as well. Like I just didn't get what they were trying to do with it. And there was no depth to the character. It was just like dancing and rapping. And I was like, what, what, what is this R truth supposed to be? And as the years have gone on, he now has a cadence, the way he talks he can take the lightest joke that's just you. There are a couple of moments in the interview even where he just does it. He just talks in this way where you're like, is he being serious? Or is he just, like, he's just, he's, he's brilliant. He really is brilliant. Now, do you think there's a world, could, could you entertain the idea ever of our truth? And this is, this, this changes the seriousness, quote unquote, of this thing to making it a more fun thing. But the idea of our truth with a briefcase to me would be very entertaining. Totally. Totally. They got to uh, put him could, back into the mix as a real competitor again, though. I would love to see that at least one run. And, I'll, and I'll, yeah. Anyways, listen to the interview. There's more on our truth. But yeah, the Judgment Day will figure it out. It'll be very interesting to see where Dominic lands. It does look like now we'll go towards uh, Becky and, and Rhea. And I said this to SGG. I'm curious for your thoughts on this, not to rehash the entire show we already did, but. It when when Becky walked out and had her eyes on Rhea, it felt like okay, this this feels right for WrestleMania. It felt like something. Yeah, it feels like a WrestleMania match. I mean, it's it's the it's it's a logical title match for sure. Although I just don't know why I, they can't keep Nia Jax in the picture. I, I you know how I feel about Nia Jax. Like nobody nobody 
nobody feels like Nia Jax. I mean, she's a she's a singular, unique wrestler. I don't Agreed. know why they can't keep her in the mix as sort of a main event title picture person. There's no reason why she can't be. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, so what will happen with her now, though? I mean, nothing. She she'll was, start a she program with someone else. They'll move and, on and, or she'll be a factor in the match or it may be a factor in the story. But I think she should get that shot. She's unique. Uh, I agree. I agree. And of course, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about Cody Wodes. And many people wrote, way more people wrote in who said they love Cody Wodes than that they hate Cody Wodes. We only heard from one person who said they can't deal with Cody Wodes. I heard from many. People are mad about it. People are mad that we went the other way. Yeah, they were like, no, we love Cody Wodes. Um, So... It's going to be complicated. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, I sort of switched my tune on Drew McIntyre this week. Um, I'm never going to be all the way there on him, but this is the only place that he can be going forward is this angry, heel, stern force of nature. I'm f- he can he can ne- I, there is no going back in my opinion for Drew McIntyre he is a heel for now forever <laughs> um I'm not saying he does I mean I firmly believe he's a mid card guy <laughs> and I always will but this is a good spot for him he is he has worked with an acting coach I want to know is that is that what you think yes. I think he has done real work to himself as far as his presentation in the ring and his ability to, to, to speak on the mic. I will also say that he's doing, you know, um, on raw, I'm noticing less crowd noise. Mm -hmm. And if you put a guy like that with that type of voice and that type of like newly found confidence in the ring with a mic against Cody Rhodes, who's the best at it, one of the best at it, you're going to get a good segment. And that's what we got this week was a, a segment that felt profound because they let the crowd be silent when these guys were talking and, and hitting each beat as if it were, you know, something profound that they were saying. So I don't know. The production value seems to be going up too. of the show. Can, can you agree with my one take though? Mm-hmm. That can Drew McIntyre put his hands on someone? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like they've been edging him back towards not all that bad. I liked when he was doing bad things to people. I think he's, I think they're they're just doing that. I don't mind the talking. You didn't think that he should have tried to put his hands on Cody or punk. Like when punk talked all that trash and just walked out, I was like, why don't you just punch him in the face? I know you said that last week. I I don't know. I think that they're, they're trying to create a, all these people, like I said last week, they're trying to create an environment where a lot of people dislike each other. So that the Royal Rumble feels like there's a lot of big stars in the ring at one time and they're succeeding. They are. It feels like they're going to fill that ring up with 30 guys. And it feels like all of them are over. I can't wait to see because I will be there. How over each entrance feels. In that rumble. You know, you can always tell by the first few seconds they're in the ring of how the crowd is reacting, how they when they enter. And I, I want to see compared to other years. I haven't been to a Royal Rumble in many years, but um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's sort of, you know, how each person feels when their music hits. Wait, when was the last time you went to Rumble? In Philadelphia. It was the Philly one in 15? Yeah. yeah. Dude, can you believe that's nine years ago? No. Nine? No, I feel like ago. I was there five minutes ago. Um, here's the other thing I would say. I hope that people see that Jinder Mahal can carry himself, even though it was kind of a schlamazel situation. I, I hope that people see that Jinder Mahal can carry himself as a top guy again, because he can, in, in my opinion. Triple H clearly likes Jinder Mahal. He, he wouldn't be here. He wouldn't be there otherwise. They, they, w- there is no way that if Triple H did not like Jinder Mahal, 
than they would have brought him back after that rock segment to be, in, you know, against Seth Rollins in the main event. Yeah. Of weekly television. They could have easily put him anywhere and they put him in the top spot on TV. There's a reason. He's the man. And they see that he's the man. He is the man. I mean, well, huge and by fan. the way, and, and, and Tony Khan only somehow made him more the man. I, I don't even want to. I know. 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 You know, I know. <laughs> um, speaking of which, did you watch? Uh, I don't know if you watched any Dynamite this week. I watched about half the show uh, yesterday, last night. Um, and what were your like teas? I think that they, by having Hook become the foil for um, uh, Samoa Joe, I think they've wasted Hook. I mean, I've been we've been saying that forever, and I'm glad that Hook is like in the in the main event of television. But right, I would have liked to have seen Hook take that belt from MJF. That would have made you, you want to make Hook a star. You think you believe in Hook? I mean, Samoa Joe is a star. We've known that for 15 years. Give Hook the title from Max. I've been, t- I, <laughs> I've been saying for, for a very long time that Hook should have built up to a story with Max. And, and it, they should have made Hook the next Max. I'm not saying he that, has the I, capabilities I don't, I don't on the mic, yeah, but I, he's, I got the, if he's got something. There's something going on. I think if you do that, I wouldn't rule it out. They would have had to have put Taz with Hook. Okay. Whatever around right. him needed to happen. Hook. Well, someone to talk for him needs to happen, as, as far as I can tell. Yeah, fine. But you're, you're not going to get there by having him lose to Samoa Joe. I also, don't know. Look, I was, I, I, look Samoa Joe, not to, excuse me. You know how we feel about Samoa Joe. He's mage. Okay. I agree. He's not only mage, he's a great guy. Confirmed. But now I'm watching a post MJF weekly television situation. And it's like I'm watching a guy we've known for years as a star and has been at the top in various capacities. Just be at the top again. They should have made a star out of the person who beat Max. That's what I think. And and now it's just like a familiar face with the title who is a believable champion for sure. But it's like we know Joe is the man. Do we need to see that every week? They should have put it on someone like more interesting. I'm sorry to say, I don't mean that he Samoa Joe is not interesting. No disrespect to Samoa Joe. He is very interesting, but you know what I'm getting at here in this, in this moment, you're saying it didn't have enough of an impact for what you need, given that you're now going to be without your biggest star. I hear you. That's why to me, the logical choice would have been swerve. A guy who well, is, I'm sure they'll get there at some point. I did not like the way Swerve looked this week, with the makeup in under his eyes, and like he looked. I didn't like the way he looked this week. He didn't look like a star this week. I didn't notice if he did a backstage and he didn't look something of his off. There's something going on. There was something off this week with him. Um, they'll get there. Swerve, they'll get there with Swerve for sure. He's clearly the next big star, but. This is going to be an, a very interesting time to see how they can reshuffle the deck. Because, man, there was the tag match before the main event. As someone who's in and out, who watches Dynamite one and a half, two times a month, something like that. Dip, I'm looking around, I'm going, I, I don't remember who these guys are. Oh, it's Dante Martin. Oh, oh uh, the yeah. Martin brothers. Okay. Like, you right. know what I mean? I, I just, they have these, they have so many people on the roster. And just so many people pop up, and I go, who the hell is this? What is going on? Not that they're not talented. It's just too many people to keep track of. They should be focusing on the handful of six to ten people that are the stars of the show. Max, Kenny, if he ever comes back, Young Bucks, Hangman, Hangman uh, Edge, Swerve, and now Swerve, Edge, Swerve, yeah, Joe, uh, Cole, and who am I missing? Jericho. There's and there's more. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, that's there's, that's the top level. They need to be yeah. focusing on big stories with those people and making them feel as mage as they possibly can. You can't have these guys going out on rampage and collision and fighting in random and Moxley and fighting in random matches like on weekly TV that don't have anything to do with anything just to show that they're like they're they they can win. That's not how this is going to work. I, I that's. 
Yeah, whoever they decide it is, you have to go all in with those people. It's the segments. And then another thing they do, like I love that people have jobs. I love that there are so many jobs, right? Because you take a guy like uh, Nana, and if they weren't giving out so many jobs, Nana might not have become the star that he currently is. But Dip, for every Nana that there is, there are another two or three other guys who walk to the ring with people that I'm like, who are these people? It's of course. it's a yeah. lot to keep track. And oh my God, um, they they love bringing out people's children on the ramp. That that is like such a thing that they go back to over and over again. Um, but that you just, know, this I time mean, it was this time it was nice. It was the Briscoe family. Obviously, emotionally, it was it was lovely to see. But they've done that multiple times, and sometimes it's with other people's children, and there's not even the huge emotional piece to it. It's just like little things that make it all a bit more confusing to me than it has to be. I think it just sort of letting people, I mean, that just goes, that goes to the point of letting people do whatever they want. Like I, it just doesn't feel controlled. I know like if we were, if, if, if I was at AEW, I would convince a superstar to bring me to the ring. And then I would convince them to let me bring dip to the ring. So like all before you know it, I, I would like, you know, I would like, I would talk to Samoa Joe. I'd, I'd chat him up. I'd sell him on the idea. And before you know, Samoa Joe's walking out with me, Dip, SGG, Shoemaker. We're all walking to the ring. And people are going, who the hell are these people? And, and, I, and, I, and I say, my mother always wanted to walk down the ramp. And, and then. And that's it. And then yeah. Baron Rocky are, 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 are down there. You're walking oh. them. They're peeing and pooping on the ramp. Rocky's, it's like kind of quiet in the arena during the promo. You can hear Rocky coughing. <laughs> um all right what what else is there uh that we know of tonight I, I believe we found out next week we have a face-off between cody wodes and cm punk that's something i don't know what that, that means they're gonna have to execute that well if they're gonna announce it well they can't announce they announced they can't announce. no no oh oh that they announced that yeah yeah no cm cm punk called out cody i think you meant announce a match um, CM Punk has called out Cody Rhodes. So that will be, That's the a, this big is another Royal get. rumble. See each other in the rumble thing. That's what this is. It's fine. Oh, it's but. fine. It's better than oh. the schmas in the ring where they all at the, the week before the rumble all beat each other up. I hope they don't do that anymore. You know how much oh, I hate that. No, there's the no, tease. There's oh, this is what it'll look like. There's only one thing way worse than that though. You know what it is? When the week before Money in the Bank, everyone's sitting on the ladders. Oh, there's nothing I hate more than that. <laughs> um, God, I hope, those, I hope those days are over, man. I really do. I think they are. Don't you sense that? Listen, I don't know if that specifically was a thing that would be gone. I would think so. I, I would so. think we're going to head into a little bit more realism and everyone standing around peacefully on ladders is not that to me. Now, we speculated the other day or last week about who could pop up in the Rumble. Dip, I don't know if you heard the yesterday, Okada left New Japan. That could be that. I know, Listen, I know for you and me, it's not the biggest thing of all time, but for the wrestling, for the hardcore fans, and now that Triple H is in control, Okada showing up at the Rumble would be very cool. And I'll tell you what, say what you will. They clearly like, they clearly like sticking it to Tony Khan and getting Okada for what would be a, a price for them that would be whatever. Like taking Okada would be mage for them. Why not? At least a little run. Why what not? do they do with him though? I don't know. I got to be honest. I, mean, there's I, got, plenty I, I can't, of, there's plenty I can't of, speak to Okada. I don't know Okada. anything about Okada's character. You say it again. I can't speak to Okada. I, I don't know that much. I mean, I, I well, me neither, but I just mean from the standpoint of who he is and what he represents to wrestling. And he's fans fairly young still. How old? 36 is he? years old. Yeah. All right. All right. So they take new Japan's biggest star by leaps and bounds and they put him in the Royal rumble. <laughs> I mean, why not? That would be something. Yeah. I mean, if you go back, I, I don't know. They, they've, they've done stuff like that before. They've taken, sort of guys from other promotions and put them in the Royal Rumble to see how it works. <laughs> yeah, and if and if there's a huge pop and people love it before you know it, I mean, listen. You, you want a hot take? It will not be a huge pop. Well, I'll tell you this, Dip. I would think you're right. And granted, they cheated by doing it in Orlando. 
But when AJ Styles showed up to the Rumble, I did not expect him to get the love that he got, and I did not expect him to go on a 10-year run either. Were you in the building, though? No. Yeah, that's true. AJ Styles, I, look, just, he just looks the part, man. Hey, by the way, hey, by the way, Okada and AJ Styles, go have fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people that you could do awesomeness with. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, listen, listen. We I spent would love some to time see the it. other day. It would be something some, for sure. We spent some time the other day talking about someone I know you feel strongly about. about. Ivar? Can, not Ivar. Do you think we could get to a point where we have something mage for Santos Escobar at WrestleMania? It's a great question. You, he, he looks great. He, he's on the path. I, think I don't it, know. I, I am 50-50 I am on Santos Escobar. Overall or by mania? Overall. I, I feel I'm, I'm stronger. I'm, call me 75-80. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Wow. Okay. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that I, I know he's going to be a world champion, but I'm saying to be significantly above where he's been previously, I, I feel pretty strongly that he's on the path. Oh, another name that people are throwing out there for the Rumble that we didn't mention is Andrade. Yeah, I think that that'll happen. That's a yes. How big a pop you think for El Idolo? A good one. I, I, you know, I mean, I think he's mage. So me too, me too. Um, all right, I'm you know in, what? I'm into Dip, it. We will next week break it down even further. We still don't know that many people in the Rumble matches. Next, Do, week I mean, we'll we're next it. week. We don't even have. I think they're purposely keeping keeping us in the. You know, here's what I'll say: You're getting Brock Lesnar for sure. You're yes. getting. Andrade, you're getting Liv Morgan. I think you'll get Rey Mysterio. Really? I th- yeah, maybe. I All think right. you'll get. I think you'll get. Um. Uh. Who else did we say? There was one other. Ivar. Uh, well, yeah. Do we think that Valhalla will be in the women's rumble? Who knows? Uh, it's a good question. But you, you to, to your point, Dip. There have been years where they end up announcing a lot the week before, but let me say this. There are currently six men and four women. I don't remember any year where it was this little at this point. I really hope in the next week, they don't squeeze in announcing 20 more people that, as you guys know, that's one of the things that's driven us crazy about the rumble the last few years. They announced practically every spot. So you're thinking about what are the four surprises there could be, and there's no need. There's really, there's no real need. Here's just a list. Okay. I'll just very quickly go through it. Okay. A list of what? People that could potentially be back in the, in the rumble. Dakota Kai. I have no idea. Braun Strowman. No. Seamus. Yes. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Why'd you, why'd you rule out Braun Strowman? Uh, It said he only started weight training again in December. So I guess there's a chance, but I, I doubt it. I would love to see him back. Huge. I think he's a big star. Always have. Totally believe in him. Believable top of the card guy. Rey Mysterio. Yes. Brock Lesnar. Yes. Big E. No, I wish. Jade Cargill. Yes. Andrade. Yes. MJF. No. I'm going Okada. No, I would say. Sasha Banks. No. Braun Breaker. No. Oh, bro, Bra- yeah, Braun, Bra- we're going to get, Carmelo Hayes, you would think, has to be a yes, right? He's been around so much, it feels like. Like, that. why would Carmelo Hayes not be in the Rumble? Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I know you are. Yeah, I mean, you haven't been in nine years. This is a big deal. And, and let me just say one more thing <clears throat> in closing. In closing, please. I thought the Jimmy Hart interview was a Edward R. Murrow-esque achievement in journalism. Okay. Thanks, baby. I would assume that the ratings for that episode were very high. And I would assume that the feedback from listeners from Peckerheads was very good. It was, baby. I think that this should and could open the door to more legends on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we should talk about who that should be, Powers of Pain Demolition. So I I, I just want to... I want to talk about who could, you know, I, I would like to be a part of the next one and, and I'll oh, be very prepared. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, let's, let's sort of discuss who we should have on the show, Duke, the dumpster dressy. And then we'll, you know, 
we'll we'll go from there. Great Muda. Okay. Is that does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Okay. I, you just want dip one on one with Great Muda? Yes. Uh, dip would he would just they would just stare at each other in silence. <laughs> dip just overwhelmed by the moment. I went up to spray mist all over the camera. Uh, well, thank you. I I loved Jimmy Hart. And by by the way, I kind of feel like if we can, we should try to find time to go to Hulk Hogan's place when we're in Tampa. We're going. <laughs> what right? are you talking have- about? And I'll tell you who we- we're going to meet there. Jimmy Hart? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Hulk Hogan? Yeah. And Beefcake, maybe, too. Yeah, I got to tell you, SGG suggested we get Hogan on the show for the 40-year anniversary of, of Hulkamania. That's a great idea. Maybe. It's a, maybe it, a great idea. Maybe not. <laughs> it's, I, it's next week. I think it's next week. Am I right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if, I'm, if I'll do that one, but uh, we'll see. Well, I don't, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing you have to understand. Um, Hogan, Iron. God, I, mean, I met him one time. I met him once. Yeah. He yeah, January is 23rd. Enormous. There is, he is a garganch guy. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a very, I met him man. only one time and it was in the bathroom. We were washing our hands together, uh, in the bathroom at the Andre, the giant premiere, uh, a documentary premiere. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what'd you say? I said, hi Hulk. And he went, Hey brother. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, here it is without any further ado. You are going to love this. I, you know, I don't know if it'll beat Jimmy Hart, but it's going to be in the conversation. Uh, here's my conversation with the great Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth. Stay mage, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The world's number one sports recreation podcast, GP, and I'm I'm very upset with myself because me and Truth talked a couple weeks ago. I'm like, yo, you're hot right now. I got to get you in for an interview right now. And I waited and I slipped my mind. And then he's the hottest thing smoking. I'm driving the other day. I turn on Busted Open, and I'm like, damn it. They got our truth before I did. But here he is, <laughs> the true forever 24-7 champion, our truth What's good, Truth? Man, bro, I'm just having fun, bro. <laughs> what? You are. Well, we talked at the uh, MSG House show, and in that moment, your feeling was, I hope I just get to keep going with this thing. Um, have yes. you been, have you been happy with how things have been going since we had that conversation? Man, happy ain't even, it's an understatement. I've been uh, ecstatic about it, man. I'm, um, again, man, it's not even work to me. I'm, I'm having fun, man. Um, we, we all know I've been gone for like a year and some change, man. So, uh, other than just being ready to come back and get down to business, man, like I walked into this, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying it, soaking it in. It's it's uh it's been a pleasure for everyone to watch and you know I'm I joked actually I didn't joke the 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 at Survivor Series 
Obviously, that day now will forever be remembered as the day CM Punk came back to the WWE. But it was also the day. It was also the day that Ron Killings came back to the WWE. After a long time off, R-Truth came back. And I made the joke afterwards that when people, I was like, yo, everyone's asking about how everyone feels about Punk coming back. I was like, in reality, you want to know who everyone was lit up in the locker room to see come back. It was our truth. <laughs> and, and I meant that. I mean, you, you know, yes. everyone, you, you saw all the smiles and hugs and everyone was yes, just thrilled yes. to see you back. Um, but man, I didn't know till I saw you that day what a physical journey you had been on to get back. Um, people don't really know the extent of your injury, bro. Like, was there a period when you thought you might not ever be doing this again? Yes, there was a period, man. Um, I mean, I had a hole in my knee, a hole. I had uh, five different bacterias uh, that caused infection, uh, uh, along with MRSA, staph, and they cousins and kin folks. You know what I'm saying? Wait, um, and this happened, this started, though, it started off as a routine injury of sorts, like an in-ring regular injury? It started off as a routine quad tear. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I tore my bottom quad and they went in and I guess it could have happened during surgery. Um, but I went to get the stitches out. And as we found out that the bacteria, the infection was eating from the inside out. So that's where the hole, the hole came from. And I just remember the doctor never gave me a high five. And that was like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, okay, I'll uh, get this. He said, nah. He said, well, we got to get this under control. If we can't get this under control, we might have to think of uh, other options. And maybe so, two, three so weeks after later, the surgery, he kept you're ready. You're ready for the celebratory high five, like, hey, surgery's done, we're good. And yes. he's like, well, let's not celebrate quite yet? Yes, definitely. Oh, no, he, he was straight straight shooting with me. Uh, no, we, you're in the woods big time. Like, we have to get this under control. Like, it wouldn't heal. It would not heal. So then I had to go three months. I had to have a wound vac. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. It doesn't sound I never great. heard of it. Okay. Yeah, I do. What is this? It was a vac that was on my knee that was sucking the, um, that kept sucking. I don't know if that's PG. It kept, uh, it kept sucking the, the old blood up and putting the new blood and all that stuff. Like I had to wear that for six weeks and uh, along with the pick line. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. Yes, pick line. I know. Took a two. Yes. So I had to have that man for eight weeks. I uh, did that, and once all that was over with, the stitches started coming out on their own. So I had stitches coming through my body, through my knee, out by itself. So my body wasn't agreeing to them. So I had to go it back into surgery for a third time. Yes, third surgery. And the infection was still there. So I had to get another pick line as well. So, man, it was just a, a straight, a good four, four months, five months of just trying to take care of the infection, slow it down, stop it, not go mentally crazy because he, there was a chance, he said, the uh, other option was amputation. You know what I'm saying? So to go from doing the 24-7 stuff, running around, doing things with my kids to, you know what I'm saying, uh, NXT, uh, me and Grayson Waller tearing it down, doing things about it, to like stopping and then getting told this, it was a big reality check, man. It was a um, pump the brakes moment. Yeah, I mean, how do you even cope with, like, how do you mentally stay calm when the doctor's like, yeah, worst case scenario, we'd be talking about an amputation? Like, how do you even keep yourself level in that spot? I think just the initial shock of, um, of reality keeps you calm because it's almost surreal to you. It's almost like, wow. And my mind is replaying everything that I've, done in my career, my years, my life, my, from being on stage rapping to in the ring to training, like anything and everything I've done to that point was like replayed in my mind. So I think just being humble, man, all, all these years kept me calm. Um, having faith um, kept me calm. Uh, having my family around kept me calm. I was getting calls from different people, man, uh, kept me calm. And just me knowing, okay, It'd be a big adjustment, big change, but life has to go on. I still have to, you know what I'm saying? It was just a lot of things I had to like juggle, deal with, accept, swallow, and keep it moving. At any point during this, 
did our truth actually get out of shape at all? Oh no. Oh no. Well, I will say, uh, I did get down to like 180 pounds. Like it was because of the, what, what's, I, your I was work, taking, what's your working, what's your shoot weight? My shoot weight is like my shoot weight without working out. No, like, like with working out, but your actual weight. Right now, I'm at 218. 218, and you were down to 180. Yes, and that's from taking the uh, antibiotics. I had, um, oh my gosh, man, I wish I had my other phone. I would show you. I was taking like four different kinds of antibiotics. And when they would bring the boxes to my house, the people would always say, wow, they're giving you the big guns. Like I'm like, huh? Like, like yes, these... Why did, the, why, did, why, did, why did the people who said that have to be generic nerdy white guy voice? Why why was it why why was it those guys who said that? That's who brought it to me. <laughs> <laughs> the brand out the big guy, and, and that's what it sounds like. <laughs> then, if it was somebody else, I'd be like, dog, but they got you on the on the high power stuff, dog. <laughs> then you would have known, right? <laughs> oh, I, if I didn't say it. Oh, amigo, they got you on the yo guapo stuff. See, you, you got you, you, you feel me, right? Yeah, you're painting the picture. You're painting the picture. All right. So they, so they said, oh, you're on the the high, the the big stuff. High post, yeah, but I'm like, really? And like, uh, yeah. Then the nurse, they was taking blood from me every week, Rosenberg, Peter. Every week, I had to give blood to where, like, um, one time she threw a tube away. She like, um, and it was going through my pick line, and it was like the tube was pretty long, but I'm like, man. I'm I'm losing weight here. You just throwing my blood away, like you know. She was like, "This one's no good. Don't worry about it," and just got we, rid of it. No, it was good. We just wanted to make sure the pig line was uh, blood could flow through. Now we're gonna really take some blood. I'm like, "Whoa! You can't use the tube you just threw away." Like, you know, we're gonna keep that. But they had to do that so they can uh, keep up with how much bacteria was leaving or staying in, or which bacteria was still left. So, um, and they were telling me the antibodies will make you lose weight. And they were they were constantly, are you okay? Are you sure? You're not feeling anything? You're, 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 they were constantly asking me that, man. So it was like, um, it was a road, man. It was a road. And at some point you told me the big uh, turning point for you was when you they, they were like, oh, you can actually start working out again. So the, 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 once you were able to start working out, then you got back on your path. Yes, I got back on it, man. Um, I actually went to... Uh, now, I forgot to tell you this. I was administering the uh, antibiotics to myself. They gave wow. me an extension, and I was able to um, hook it up and just extend it to myself. And I remember driving to um, Virginia to watch my son play basketball with my pick line and everything and having to do it in the car. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and uh, I'm like, wow, so I don't want nobody to see me doing it. I'm like, oh, wow, he's doing drugs over there. He's doing something in the car with his arm. But it's like... The same nerdy white guys back, notice it, looking through the window. Well, these are that's who was looking through the window. Yeah. So, <laughs> so man, just um, just going through all of that, man, and like knowing, like, okay, um, I'm working out now. Just that, I'm telling you, Peter, just being able to work out brought so much life to me. I had no problem doing that drive to Virginia. I had no problem. I would do that because it brought. That's I'm normally that's my routine. I've been You're programmed, home, right? You've been doing yes, this forever. Man. Yes. And um, I started getting my weight back. I started like, um, never lost my appetite. It was just how strong the, uh, the antibiotics was. It was just almost like, um, then the mind, uh, mental health is, is a serious thing. It was, it was my mind like uh, winning, um, making me feel like, okay, it's pretty much over. It's pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, was, a, it was a struggle, man. Just, just like, but once that, Allowance of me being able to work out came back. What Everything is, what else is a, vanished. What does a typical R Truth workout look like? How long are you in the gym for? How do you break it up between lifting, cardio? What's 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 a truth workout look like? Um, I'm in the gym an hour and a half. Um, stretching. Uh, I do cardio first. I do 20, 25 minutes of cardio every day. What's your cardio? Even if I don't hit the 20, 25 minutes on the on just Lift, running. Running. Okay. What number? Um, what, what number are you running on? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, I'm not speed racing. No, I'm not running forty. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You know, if it has the thing on the button where you can choose your speed: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Thirty-two. 
No, that, that would mean you're running 32 miles an hour, I think, on no, some machine. No, What kind of machine you on? <laughs> the, ones that I've, the ones that I'm on, like, seven is a seven is a pretty good jog. Like Seven doesn't mean fast. seven miles an hour. You sure? I'm you, positive. No, if you went on 32 on the machine I have, it would be like a cartoon. You would be flying off the bat. You know what I'm saying? No way, Peter. No, no. You can't you run on 32. I'm going to take a picture and a video of it, and I'm going to send it to you. But you're not dead sprinting, you're saying? No. It's like a, it's like an up-tempo jog. Oh, hold on. He's, here, he's about to show us right now. He's standing up, and he's showing us the motion. All right, that's about the speed. Just like that? Just like that. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is the speed that you jog at. All right, yeah. On my machine, I would say that's about a, um, <laughs> about a seven and a half or an eight. You're saying it's a 32. It's a 32. <laughs> what kind of machine you, you using, Peter? Uh, listen, it's old. The machines in my building are old. Look, you see I'm in bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> you must now, be on some skis or something. <laughs> now, okay, so what else? So you do 25 minutes of cardio. and then 25 you, and minutes of cardio, and that's done. Then I'm to lifting weights. Um, and I don't do like, uh, most people like, uh, Hey, bro, what are you working today? You working back? Are you doing legs today? Are you doing chest or what? <laughs> Wait, so the I black guy like, the black guy asked about the back, white guy asked about the legs. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I'm just keeping track of who's at the gym. <laughs> oh, this is good. And because we know each other too. So but check it out. So there's just so many parts of the body, man. Like if I'm doing bench, there's a part of my back I'm doing. I'm doing shoulder raise at the same time. Then I'll go do a uh, leg extension. The next okay. day I come in, I'll do incline. You know, that's going, the, level, the chest got three levels. I'll do incline. Then I'll probably do um, cable pulls. Okay. And I'll do abs. And then I'll do hammies workout. Wednesday, I'll do decline, the lower parts of the chest. I'll finish decline, and I'll go do tricep push um, push downs, and I'll go do calf raises, and a lot of hammer strength. Mm. The uh, Thursday, I'll come back and repeat everything over again. And are you in seven days a week, or you take you take a day or two on the weekend? I take one day off. I take like Saturday or Sunday off, but I still go in and do cardio. And what's your what's your eating regimen like? Oh, that's crazy, man. Um, I don't eat breakfast. A lot of people are shocked at that. No breakfast for you? I, I've never eaten breakfast. Now, here and there, like a pancake or something like that, but like wake up early in the morning and fix breakfast with like a cereal, eggs, and grits. I don't eat that. that like that. My first meal would be around 2, 3 p.m. Okay, and like, what is that meal usually? Either chicken, fish, or beef. Okay. And, and, a, and a grain or no grain? A gram or what? A grain. Like you have rice, oh, you have any carbs or no? Uh, I try to eat the carb like later on. I'll use the, if I eat the bun, that'd be my carbs. Okay. Uh, and, then, like, and then, and then dinner, night, you, you have snack too or just dinner? If I snack, I'm snacking on nuts. <laughs> hey, I don't know if that was PG. I was talking about. <laughs> All right. Peanuts. She's so snacking Peanuts. on some nuts and then, and then for dinner. <laughs> oh, for dinner, I'll eat some. Uh, I love my Japanese food, man. So uh, a lot of sushi. Matter of fact, that's what the doctor told me to eat to, uh, to heal my wound quicker. Really? You know that protein helps you heal double timed but um salmon uh or the chicken at nighttime a lot of it um well listen man we are so glad that you are all right man that when you told me that story i just assumed at a certain point like you got better and then you know they didn't have anything and you were taking your time i i did not realize and i don't think anyone realized how serious a health thing you were dealing with bro so Fighting, <sighs> fight for my life over here, for my limbs. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was no joke. It was serious, dog. And uh, a lot of people didn't have no clue of how 
the, the extent of the uh, injury was. They just thought maybe, oh, you just out, you just out. No, I was out and not being able to bend my leg for four months. Like imagine not bending your leg at all because when they cleaned it out, they had to cut around the hole and they had to pull my skin together to stitch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he didn't want me to bend in rehab to pop the stitches, you know what I'm saying, the skin or whatever. He had to know, he's like, I have nothing else to grab. We have to start grafting skin to try, you know what I'm saying? So, so imagine that. And then coming back after rehab, I mean, going to rehab, I mean, it was like a little bit more stiffer than normal because I didn't, I wasn't able to work at all. But I was just, I was ready to come back, Peter. I was ready to come back and, and now you know, you're back and now you're back and you're like uh, in such a big spot with the Judgment Day um, and the Miz. And yes. man, it's it's just, it's 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 awesome to see, man. And it, it, at this point, I'm not even surprised to see that you consistently find your way back. Let me ask you this. Um, is there anything else left that you would like really want to do besides continue to be entertaining and be our truth? Um, is there anything sort of left to check off for our truth? Um, not really, man. I kind of like our truth just takes it as it come, man. And, um, other than having that title match at uh, WrestleMania and performing at WrestleMania all in one night, my checkoff list, dog, I check them off as they get thrown at me. What's your you know? what's your what's your biggest WrestleMania spot so far? You haven't have you had know. a have you had a singles I haven't, match? I haven't I've never had a singles WrestleMania match. So there's that's that's still that's a nice that's a nice and reasonable item to have on your list to check off, bro. That's not bad, right? No, that should happen. Like that that should happen. And and there have been multiple times where I have thought and friends of mine have thought, we're like, yo, you could reasonably have our truth in a title situation here. And if it were to happen, it would be, I mean. People go insane. People would go insane. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's interesting, right? Because, like, like, listen, you can't be just, like, a fanboy about it. You got to be realistic in the sense that, like, the character the character is what the character is. So right. it, it's not going to be you get Roman Reigns one-on-one and you just take right. out Roman Reigns in the middle. Of the, okay, I understand that. But right. there could be the right moment for it, you know, with a heel champion and whatever. You get a briefcase and you're moving around with the briefcase. Like there is a way that it would be like the roof blown off and then just months yeah. of fun. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> The roof would definitely get blown off. Bro, you have the number, you're the number one merch guy right now. You're the number one merch guy in the company. Yeah. I mean, I love bro, that. it's crazy. It's and I, I we had a that. little we had a little discussion on the show this week where I was asking the question. I love the truth judgment day stuff, but at the same time, does the judgment day also need to have another more serious thing that's going on with them? You know what I mean? Or like Rhea kind of now it looks like she's going to have her thing with Becky, but we were just, you know, nerding out the way we do questioning why everyone's doing what. And someone came at me on, on Twitter and they were like, yo man, you talking about the judgment day judgment day is number one in merch. And they sent me the list. I said, all due respect. Yes. But our truth is number one with the merch right now. That is you listen, this this moment is hot because it's of perfect timing, right? Judgment Day was on fire. You came back. Right. You you add the funny to them. But make no mistake, those one and two shirts, those were already the the, the re- original Judgment Day shirt had been out. Already, that had been yes. out. But when you added the R truth, yo, you know, I almost texted you. The the original the first time you did the shirt, did you actually write your name on a on a piece of tape? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they told me that uh, JD had did it. Uh, like, oh uh, yeah, JD did. I think Ken Dome has said, uh, "Hey man, you should. Uh, are you gonna write your name on there?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, JD had done it a while back, and blah blah." I said, "Well, if he did, I'm gonna do it." And so I did it, and it was just the next day on uh, social media. I saw someone uh, say, uh, oh, "I have to have that shirt." I'm like, I just put tape on there and wrote my name on it, and it just went haywire. I was I was gonna I, I said to my wife I was like should I text Truth right now and see if I can get him to keep to to send me that shirt 
I was like, cause that's Are you history. Serious? I was like, cause that one's history. Cause I, I knew in that moment that was going to be the thing. I knew the second I saw it, that's going to be the thing. Wow. Did you keep it? Did you keep the shirt with the tape on it? The one I made, I still got it. Yes. I just, yeah. Still the original one is there. Please hold on to that. And if you want to give it to me on a birthday, you know what I mean? Give it to me on a birthday. Okay. Gotcha, P. Gotcha. Did you, did you, um, at any point when you were dealing with the quad thing, by the way, did you, did you reach out to Vince who famously had, you know, blew out his quads back in the day? Uh, I, I, uh, text Vince a couple of times. Um, but man, I was going through that slump. Man. I didn't want to really talk to nobody. Dude. I, um, why is that? Why when people go through it, why, you don't you don't feel the need? You don't want to connect with other people when you're going through that. You you're more likely to just disappear. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, if I can't bring you no no happiness or nothing positive or, or nothing inspiring or energetic, or if I can't bring that oomph to you, I don't want to take the 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 wind away. I don't take the, I don't want to take nothing for you to worry about me. For you to like, I don't want to take that that. You know what I'm saying? I just rather go through it myself. Well, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this before. You, you, that is sort of your MO is bringing positive to what I love about you, Ron, is that it's not that you, you're not intentionally inspirational. You know what I mean? You're not like performative mm -hmm. about being joyful. You're just joyful and it's contagious and rare. And it's in every room that I've ever seen you in. You know what I mean? And right. a lot the locker room is a better place when you're there. I mean that since it is a happier place. Appreciate you're that, Peter. No, wow, that's appreciate that's, it, man. That's from my heart. That's that's anyone would tell you that. Um, before before I let you go, um, when when I got the best of you and hit that when you okie doke me, you know, when I schoolboyed you at the, at the Royal Rumble, we're coming up on I think the three year. I think it's the three year anniversary. Already. Is it three years? I think it's coming up on three years. This is wait, this is gonna be January 24. Yeah, it was January 21. This is January, it's three years, bro. Three wow, years. Wow. And, and, and I do have to say, well, I want to ask you a question about it, but I do have to thank you because you know, listen, who am I talking to? You're the perfect person to talk to about this. For as silly as the 24-7 championship thing is, it's truly one of the great things that I ever did. Like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but like, but maybe not to you because you get it too. Like it was for, for, for someone who loves it as much as I do to get to be etched in the books in any way meant a lot to me. So I've, I'm eternally grateful that you did that with me and for me. It was amazing. And also in the moment when I first was messing up the pin, did you think I'm going to have to kick out on this motherfucker? <laughs> no, because when I told you that, <clears throat> for anybody that's watching or listening to this, I went up here and I said, I said, bro, if it looks very shitty, I said, I'm going to kick out of it. I said, we're <laughs> no, not going to do this on TV. It was the most serious thing you've ever said to me. Because <laughs> when we were practicing, when I was trying to do it, I wasn't doing it great. And you were like, yo, if you, right. if you fuck this up, I'm kicking out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you saw the look on his face, like, I can't give you the look, but in Peter Rosenberg's mind was, dude, this is my only fucking shot at this. <laughs> this is my, this is my moment. I'm going to pin you down when I get that chance. <laughs> oh, he forgot everything else. The main thing he wanted to do was make sure truth was pin, pin down. You well, was you not letting me get up at all, bro. You was, you put everything you had into that pin. <laughs> and, if, and if you remember, because if you, if you ever go back and watch it, the actual beginning of the bit of the thing, I, I, you're right. I forgot to talk. You were like, yes. right. And I was like, oh, right. I was so yeah, nervous you were now. Just on that. And that, it really changed the way I thought about wrestling. I thought I knew everything there was to know. And then I was like, oh, when you're in the moment and you have one time to do something, it just gave me a whole new respect for, for the, I thought I respected the craft as much as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh no, I it's on a whole new level, man. Um, I, I appreciate you greatly for that and for everything that you bring to the business. And, you know, listen, man, go out, win the Royal Rumble and call your shot at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. It was all about judgment day, man. If I get, we all get on the same page, man, and everybody get behind me, man. We're going to have a great night at Royal Rumble.
So you're not even thinking about this on a personal tip. For you, this is about the Judgment Day as a whole. As a, as a whole, man. We brother, my brothers and sisters, man. We're a team. All right, man. I, I wish Miz you was. too. Yeah, and the Miz too. That's true. Yeah. And, and all the Mysterios. All of them, both of them. Yeah, man. It's a lot of Mysterios there. Uh, true. Yes. I, pre- I appreciate you, man. I'll see you in Tampa. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. All right, man. Later, True. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.